cadets and captains to a brand spanking new episode of M Class Podcast. Ow, ow! I'm Jeff. Ow, I'm Kelly Bundy. I mean, Josh. You're the audience when Kelly Bundy comes in the room. Ow! Ow! Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my boner! That's what they yell. <laughs> Hope she's not the age she's playing. Yeah, I hope she's not 17, although it's the 80s and nobody cares. That's Ow! very true. <laughs> very informative man in uh, the audience. audience. <laughs> M-Class Podcast is a show where, believe it or not, it's not about uh, titties of any kind. Eh, today although, a little bit. Maybe a little bit today. Uh, it's a show where we sit down with uh, a piece of Star Trek media and we pick it apart. We give it a review with our patented Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. Don't question it. Don't try to copy it either. It's patented. It's patented with the United States Patent Office. Chunk. That's the seal. <laughs> we don't Chunk. need soundboards on any of these podcasts. We got you. I know. I'm like the Michael Winslow of sound effects. I'm like the Carl Winslow of sound effects. <laughs> Urkel! He said that, right? One, two, three, four. Remember his mantra? that he was, oh, How yeah. does it go? He was trying to like, it was what like the, the serenity I, now of its day. Yeah, what the heck am I worrying for? Or something like that? <laughs> it's a blast from the fucking that past. A, that was a pull. <laughs> We're in a brand new season of M-Class Podcast. Season 69. Season... They can't all be 69. This is season Why? 420. Why not? <laughs> okay, that one's alright. Uh, we, we are um, starting Squid Ludwig's Malfunction Junction Collection. <laughs> oh, God. As, uh, su- as suggested by Squid Ludwig and put forth by 2-Bit Writer... Uh, because you have to be a captain, you gotta be paying us the high dough. Yeah, captain or commander levels to be able to suggest you fucking piss ants, you pee ants. Yeah, Josh doesn't curse. No, I never fucking curse. He only uses the polite curses like fucking damn and shit. Damn shit, hell ass fuck I do. <laughs> This was voted on by our patrons over at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar you can gain access to behind-the-scenes posts and a lot more content. For a little bit more money, you get behind-the-scenes posts, plus new podcasts by us. We're probably going to do one today, maybe? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> if we figure out what the hell to talk about. The Malfunction Junction Collection is... Uh, subtitled Bones Was Right About Transporters, so I'm gonna guess all of these episodes are about malfunctioning transporters. No, no. These are my least favorite ones. I hate these ones. Um, here's a, here's a pro tip for future... Squid Ludwig! Here's a pro tip for future um, suggestions, uh, collection suggestions. Uh, the perfect collection in my opinion i don't know if josh agrees with this or not yeah like a sunny sunday morning (laughs) it's like april finish your joke josh uh (laughs) your mom makes you fruity pebbles makes me fruity pebbles (laughs) yeah she pours it in that homemade fruity pebbles your mom made Mm -hmm. that's it go ahead (laughs) I'm waiting for the funny part. There's mm. not gonna be one. 
<laughs> it's not coming. Uh... Yeah, the perfect collection of episodes to me is like maybe five episodes uh, long and four of the episodes are good and one is bad or three are good and two are bad maximum. All of them bad is like, it just upsets me because this is like four fucking months of the show. Yeah, it's like, it's like a marathon for us yeah. to trudge through the shitty episodes. Um... I don't I don't know what the lower decks episode is like on this, but we the that I'm not looking fine. forward to the Voyager episode. I don't uh, remember which one I didn't even do it anymore. And all those. animated series episodes are bad, but I do love watching them, so that's fine. Yeah, they're fine. Those two the two animated ones are probably fine. Uh the TNG one, even is it, is it the Reg one where he gets like Maybe he sees like the snakes or whatever? That one's okay, I guess. Oh no, transporter snakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. But we're going to start out today at the beginning of the Malfunction Junction collection with uh, Enterprise Season 2, Episode 10, Vanishing Point. Oh, boy. <laughs> A.K.A. Hoshi versus Yoshis, we were calling it. We have uh, Kirk versus Burke, and now we have Hoshis versus Yoshis. We're big on rhyming on this podcast, if you haven't noticed in this episode. It's good because I don't have to remember like the names of any real thing that we need to talk about, so... Uh, Hoshi versus Yoshi. This episode was written by Rick Berman and Brandon Braga. You know, it's got that Braga stink on it when there's a lady in a shower scene in it. <laughs> That's the Braga stink horn. I, I do need you to, like, cut out you making these sounds so that I can have the soundboard of you all the time in just my regular give me, life. Give me a list and I'll just record them for you. What do you want? Wee- you want- you want Foghorn? You want the stamp? You want... Yours is better. Uh, but this episode <laughs> was directed by David Strayton. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to do your, your classy David Strayton joke? <laughs> Didn't think so. <laughs> We're making our own fun today. We're just entertaining ourselves now. Yeah, well, that's, that's fine. You can tune in if you want. <laughs> we do this anyway. Uh, David Strayton directed ten episodes of Enterprise and nothing else in the franchise. But if there was a show one between 2000 and 2005, you bet your ass David Strayton directed one episode of it. Did he do Lost? No. I have a theory. I, I was in bed thinking about this episode and how it like pertains to this era of television and how Lost was like so huge. Now, he did uh, The 4400, Dawson's Creek, Dark Angel, Charmed, Angel, Dead Like Me, Cold Case, Las Vegas, House, and Dresden Files. He fucking directed The Beak? James Vanderbeek? <laughs> the Beak. I've always, Damn. I've always had a soft spot for him and Jason Biggs because they played themselves in James yeah. and Bob Strike Back. And it's hard to they play themselves as complete fucking morons. Isn't it so weird? We should watch. Uh, we we probably shouldn't, but we should watch like American Pie because like what a transformative movie that like like the word milf comes from that movie, there right? Is, there like, are so many 
movies where a kid fucks a pie because of that. Thank There's you. so many movies about stupid shit. And I know that they made them before that it's movie. A, it's but a like, watershed movie because there's yeah. like there's a distinct difference between like boner comedies before that and after yes. that. Yes. In right? boner comedies before American Pie, the char- the main characters are all fairly popular characters. Yeah, and in American Pie, like they're all only one of them now. is yeah, one of them's kind of popular, but even Stifler is like not that cool, but yeah. he's popular. Yeah, but, like it, even like if you go back to Porky's, where they're supposed to be losers or whatever, they're like they're fairly popular outside of the fact that they're just gross weirdos too. Yeah, they're like <laughs> like uh, sexual assaulters in that movie. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> like, the style at the time. As was the style of the that time. That was uh, yep. Um, fucking <clears throat> Revenge of the Nerds has a lot of that. Yeah, as Revenge well. of the Nerds. Yep. Although yep. they weren't popular. No. Uh, there's, a, there's a distinct cutoff point where it stops being about, like, sexual assault and peeking on naked girls. Yeah. And it starts being about, we gotta lose our virginities before high school's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stupid fucking movie. So stupid. Yeah, the second one's not bad either, though. I'll watch that second one. I he glues not... his hand to his dick in the second one. Okay, I have seen that one. I was like, I don't think I've seen that. They go to uh, oh, glue hand dick. I remember. Yeah, they go to like the the lake because it's Michigan, right? So they yeah, go. He's already the he's already dating Allison Hannigan at that point, right? No, he, no, he's not. He he wants Nadia to. Go, we're talking about American Pie. He wants Nadia this to come to sucks, the. By this the episode way. does suck. Yeah, he wants Nadia to come to the cabin for like the party at the end of the year because he's gonna finally fuck her. Sure, right? he's not gonna jizz <laughs> instantly or anything. But he and she shows up and he's gonna fuck her. But then he's like, "I love Allison Hannigan," and then she comes Who and wouldn't? then they. Yeah, I mean redhead, come on. I I always had a soft spot for Allison Hannigan. Yeah, she's in that show Buffy. Yeah, she's a <laughs> she's a witch in that one, and I I don't so many- mean it in the mean way. So many witches. I, I do have a soft spot for witches, as it, as it turns out. You know who's a witch in Riverdale now? <laughs> oh, boy. All of Cheryl. them, I would Cheryl. imagine. <laughs> My girl, CB. Isn't, <laughs> isn't Veronica like a fucking CSI FBI agent? No, Betty point? is. Betty Veronica is. is a, uh, she runs a casino. Aren't, are they still in high school? <laughs> No, they're like they like time skip ahead. Yo, season six is like actually like amazing. I think you might like it because like it's like it talks about like the comic books and shit and like I don't know the comic books that like happens in those comic books, dude. It, it like plays into like this like multiverse thing that they're doing. Wow. It's pretty cool. The it only, actually makes sense. The only like reason I know the names of the characters in Archie comics is because Archie published Sonic the Hedgehog comics when I was a yeah. kid, and they used to like have pages that like buy our other comics. You like Sonic, you'll love Archie. Well, this uh, this season's so crazy that Sonic might show. I was up. just about to ask: Is this live action movie Sonic in this one? <laughs> I, yeah, but he doesn't have the fixed eyes, so oh it's my just God. the weird eyes. <laughs> There's a um, one of my favorite comic books of all time was when uh, Archie Comics thought they were a real comic book company. Yeah, and they did a crossover with Image Comics. Mm-hmm. And Sonic met Spawn and Savage Dragon and the Wildcats. <laughs> Sonic he, met Imagine Dragons? That's awesome. He comes up to their kneecaps and, like, 
yeah. he's trying to be cool and like Spawn is there. What the fuck? That's dude. Did McFarland approve this? Was this like a Todd did it McFarlane? make Todd McFarland money? Then he then did. Yes, he approved it. <laughs> I like Todd McFarland only because he's cool about collectors. Because he like makes like. So like oh he was, like DC he's the reason why like action figures have become the way they have in yeah. America to be honest like DC doesn't like guns with their characters for reasons or whatever but they and, have like, them in the comics but yeah but they don't like the figures to have them so Todd McFarland is like well maybe we'll just make some guns and they just happen <laughs> to fit your characters you know like that's pretty cool I'm a big fan of DC comics making action figures for children of a character named Deathstroke the Terminator, but yeah. giving him <laughs> yeah, guns he, is a step too far. But he doesn't have a gun! <laughs> I like yep. how they got around that on the Teen Titans cartoon. His name's Slade. Slade. Yep. yep. <laughs> so That's his whole name. Because if we Slade. call him Slade Wilson, that's really gonna undermine his scariness. <laughs> Slade. I'm also a big fan of uh, Rob Liefeld being like, Deadpool's a 100% original creation. I didn't base him on anything. Yeah. Deadpool, yeah. whose real name is Wade Wilson. <laughs> Not Slade <laughs> His last name is the same last name. <laughs> oh, and fuck, man. Old Rob Liefeld takes credit for Deadpool's popularity now and everything, but he didn't make him funny. When he was first yeah. created, he was just a ripoff of Deathstroke. And yeah, he was meta. Yeah. It was other writers who turned him into a joke because he's so such a stupid concept. It's dumb. But now he's great. He makes, and he those makes movies good are movies. Good. Yeah, those movies are good. Uh, we haven't even started talking about this episode yet. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> just an extended shoot the shit. Um, <laughs> well, like, what even fucking happens in this... Man, there's a there's a planet that they've scanned that it's completely devoid of life forms, and uh, Hoshi and Trip are down there taking hollow photos. Yeah, it's only like two of them, which or is like maybe weird. regular photos. I don't know. Yeah, aren't hollow photos regular photos? <laughs> uh, I feel like that's just like they slap a name on it to make it futuristic. They don't have, like, holodecks, so why would it be a hollow photo? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't it... Is it three-dimensional? Can you, like, zoom in and turn it and stuff? Maybe. That'd be cool. They don't do that on the show, because that no, would they don't. destroy the special <laughs> effects budget for the episode. <laughs> budget breaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're taking photos, and they're, like, I don't know, Trip says some something. And... Uh, <laughs> There's a there's a big magnetic storm approaching, so they need uh, to get back to the ship fast. There's a big plot storm happening. It's gonna fry their synapses. Uh, yeah, which um, okay, sort of I explains guess. why there's nobody on the planet, but doesn't really explain how they got a civilization to the point of making temples. But whatever. Yeah, there weren't thunderstorms for like twenty thousand years. Sure. <laughs> all, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they can't get back to the shuttle pod because a second storm comes from the other direction that they just weren't monitoring, I guess. They were just like, storms only come from the right. Oh, there's four cardinal directions. Oh, fuck. Not just one. Weast. Weast? <laughs> Never heard of it. But uh, they have to use the transporter, and Hoshi's being a real 
pissant about this transporter. Like, I the thing I hate most about Enterprise is the Hoshi no self confidence subplot shit that they do with her. Yeah, because it's just so annoying. Like, you know what? I'm gonna put on my my lib my lib cuck. Uh, yeah, helmet. My tinfoil libcuck helmet here. Yeah, yeah. I slept for three hours and I woke up every five minutes. So sorry, everyone, if this is a bad episode. I really have no control over it. <laughs> um, but I, I put on I put on my tinfoil libcuck conspiracy helmet. Uh, how come all the Asian characters in in Star Trek are, are wimps? Ensigns? Yeah, and they're wimps too. And they're yeah. they're wimps. They're ensigns, and they except uh, Sulu. Right, but like every other Asian character is either a no-name background character or they just stay an ensign the whole time, and they're like wimps with no self-confidence. Yeah, at least Hoshi gets it together a bit at the end of the show. Does she ever get a um a promotion? A promotion? Um, uh, no, no, uh, she doesn't. In a good way, uh, to not talk about this episode. I was looking through a Reddit thread of people talking about what the like average ages for promotions are. Yeah. In and, Starfleet. In Starfleet, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh there was sort of a debate going on about whether it was like a genuine military structure or not. Like if you're in your thirties and you're still lieutenant junior grade, this is a problem. Right. Or whether you have it's like, like disciplinary issues or whatever, yeah. yeah. Or whether it's like you only get promotions based on like absolutely exemplary conduct. I would think that you would get promotions over time naturally, could, just because be. you have experience. But right? I mean, like, like there are sometimes where you see somebody who has like ensign, like the one ensign pip on yeah. their thing, and they're like gray haired. Are they just like a moron? Well, they like also in TNG didn't have like the um, the NCO ranks set, sorted out yet, right? Yeah. So like they would give like like uh, O'Brien would have one pip, but he wasn't an ensign. He was. I, I think he had like he was Lieutenant O'Brien. Yeah, he was. Pips. And then they retconned that, and and in yeah. DS Nine he was just like a like He's a, a chief like, petty sergeant. Officer. I guess it would be like a sergeant. Yeah, right. Like and um, I think. I think you're right there. I think going by like early TNG standards in that way is a mistake. Yeah, you can't. But, they don't um, know what they're doing. I found it interesting that at our point in time, we should either be uh, lieutenant commanders or commanders. Us on the station? Uh, on any Star Trek, if we're in Starfleet. Yeah. I mean, we should be fucking fleet admiral by now. <laughs> Apparently, like, the earliest age anyone has ever become captain is, like, uh, Kirk was, like, 36 or 37 when he really? became captain. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would think Picard that you were was, not a captain. Picard yeah. was 48 when he became a captain. Oh, my God. And, uh, now he's, like, 180. He's 148. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, this was all, like, sort of extrapolated from going yeah. by the show. And I was I was quite shocked to find out that Worf is, like, in his mid to late 20s, partway through TNG. What? No! <laughs> no, Worf is, like, he's a Klingon. He's, like, 75 years old. Nah, I mean, like, it makes sense, though, right? Where he, he was adopted by humans. 
he would be going yeah. by a human timeline for things, even though he's yeah, like much more like he looked like a thirty-year-old when he was when he bashed that kid's head in. At I was gonna say killing a kid will do that to you, age you up real quick. It's cool that they just they let you into Starfleet if you murder a child, but <laughs> it says here, Mister Worf, that you murdered a child playing soccer. It was football. It says here, Mr. Worf, that you've uh, murdered at least eight or nine people in cold blood since then, including while you were in Starfleet. Would you like to talk about that? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. All right, well, I'm not going (laughs) to say anything to this guy. I'll headbutt my fucking skull out. Approved. Anyway, they, they transport up, and Hoshi refuses to go first, so Tucker transports up. And, uh, Which is like not a thing that would happen in Starfleet modern times, right? No, like absolutely not. Commanders have to be the la- like they're like go now, you go first, right? Absolutely. And I mean, like Tucker beats himself up for that later. Yeah, I think that's neat because it shows like that like things aren't in stone. Like they don't really know what they're doing yet, right? No, like, they're really feeling around in the dark yeah. out here. Yeah. The one thing I'm going to go on record like straight out the gate that I really hate about this episode is how unbelievably obvious it is that there's some sort of a dream sequence or alternate thing happening. Yeah, like, it's obvious except for everyone, what the hell is it? Yeah. Well, everyone becomes like a giant piece of shit asshole like instantly and she doesn't yeah. even comment on it. Yeah. Yeah, when she goes into the 10 forward or whatever the mess hall or whatever. And they all just, like, fucking are just broing the fuck out yeah. about shit. <laughs> like, what the hell? Did you see that alien's third titty? Yeah. Oh, my God. And Reed is like, I, I wanked me Peter to it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your British always being a little piratey. I'm always a big fan of that. <laughs> they were pirates. It's Look true. it up. <laughs> they definitely plundered. Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but she oh, yeah. she beams up and they're like, "Oh, do you feel uh, you feel all right?" And she's like, "I'll tell you later." And that's the beginning of the episode before it starts yeah. playing. Uh, probably the best opening theme. In Star Did you Trek. watch it like I told you to? Uh, yeah, of course. I would never skip. I never skip it. I fucking I like I like put my arms in the air like I'm praising Jesus. Yeah, everyone loves Rod Stewart Jr. <laughs> Whoever sings that shit. I love in the fourth season when they like up tempo it and it's like worse somehow. <laughs> I thought I was the only one who felt that way. Everyone's like, no, oh, it's, it's a little bit better later. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's it's much worse. Just leave it. Just leave it. It's fine. But Sato's like, oh, you know, something doesn't feel right. And uh, she's walking around in a towel and. Uh, Captain Archer shows up at the door. He does that lean like it's about to become a different kind of show for a yeah, second. Yeah, I'm here to fix your cable, yeah. I'm I'm here to fix your uh, vagina pipes. <laughs> With my vagina snake? I don't know. <laughs> look, look, can we just have sex? It's been this so long. This is Brandon Braga episode. <laughs> it's been so long. It's um. been a long road. <laughs> But uh, she she does have this moment where they don't seem to notice her at the table, which mm. is like sort of played off like, oh well, you know, she's unpopular or whatever. Yeah, like I I, I guess it's supposed to be like her self confidence is low. 
Like every but, story with her, you mean? Yeah, but it, like they are friends with, like they like her. I don't, I don't, I don't know any of the scenes in this episode. I don't know how you're supposed to feel as the audience. Like I don't know what I'm supposed to think of this, <laughs> right? Like it's almost like it was written by a sex pervert <laughs> who was just trying to get from the, to the shower scene as fast as he could. Well, like, that's fine. You can just put shower scenes and stuff. Just have them meet at the community shower that's on the ship suddenly. Yeah, Futurama <laughs> style or uh, Starship Trooper style, right? Um, but they, they tell her the story of Cyrus Ramsey, the first man who <laughs> w- disappeared in a transporter test and never came back. I love this, And though. it's a this great is a, ghost story. This like, is cool. His, yeah. his ghost materializes every so often in random spots. It's very uh, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, everybody's heard about it except her. Yeah, and she's like, Cyrus, what now? She's like, next thing you'll tell me, you don't know the Easter Bunny. And she's like, I know what that Look, is. I I know the Easter Bunny, but why don't you tell but everyone else to Travis make sure we all doesn't. <laughs> Explain it to Travis. He he spent his life on a cargo ship. They don't have holidays. Uh, <laughs> as everyone knows, I always have the Memory Alpha open. Uh, oh, the, oh, you do? The number one source for reading out to your podcast listeners to pretend like you know what happened in the episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all down the side of the page are just blatant porno ads. Oh my, what uh, were you looking at? It's all like, uh, it's like when you're looking at articles on any sort of uh, wiki page and there's just an ad that's like, a, a super close-up of an anime guy and an anime girl, and there's a word bubble that's like, oh my god, it's big. And it's like, play this yeah. fun game. And I'm like, nah, This game will make is. you jizz in 20 seconds. It doesn't say that. It's trying to trick you into thinking it's a classy comic, but <laughs> they they put P and B in those things. <laughs> yeah, send me a link so I can avoid it. <laughs> I only go to good Christian websites. <laughs> Like X tube, um, spank bang, spank bang. It's a good one, man. It's a free advertisement for spank bang. If you, you want go. to sponsor the show, <laughs> but uh, she goes to see Doctor Flox, and Doctor Flox is like, "I know you're gonna end up like the next Cyrus Ramsey." <laughs> Everyone knows about Cyrus Ramsey, but Flox is like, "You just need a good night's sleep." I like when she's like, look at this freckle moved 10 centimeters. How would you know that? I don't know. And then Flox is like, it's adorable. I'm also horny for you. Yeah, I, I love to fuck, <laughs> is what Flox says. <laughs> Have you met my wife? <laughs> Have you fucked my wife? Oh, God, I wish. Not you, <laughs> Jeff, Flox. I know. <laughs> Uh, I would have had to engage in fisticuffs with you, good sir. Otherwise, Don't headbutt me on the football. Pitch. I would have headbutt your skull out the back of your head. <laughs> oh God, yes, finally. <laughs> um, here's here's a moment that in a good episode would pay off later, right? Yeah, uh, this is the first time that someone tells her that she needs to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. That continuously happens throughout the episode. Even though um, she did go to sleep at the beginning of it. And then she went yeah, to sleep again a little bit later. Yeah, she falls asleep for like 20 hours at one yeah, point. Yeah, which is and like, in 
in a good episode, there would be a reason why everyone yeah. she speaks to tells her to go to sleep. Yeah, like the aliens would be like sucking the life out of her, or sleep makes that yeah. something. It turns some out shit. there are no aliens, there are no stakes, and this episode doesn't matter. This episode is wild. It's a wild one. <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to why it doesn't matter eventually, I guess. Sure. We're thirty minutes into this, and we're like five minutes into the episode. Yeah, but only that's the only thing that happens in this episode is this shit. Uh, Nothing happens. Yeah, she follows Flox's advice and goes to bed, and she gets uh, woken up by an emergency call from the bridge. And T'Pol's like, uh, "You need you're needed on the bridge right now. Captain Archer needs you." And she's like, what time is it? Oh, it's oh eleven hundred hours. So 11 in the morning. And she's like, but my shift started at 0800. And Paul's like, I know. Damn. I'm an asshole now. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you, Hoshi. And she runs on the bridge and she's like, oh my God, Captain, I'm so sorry. And Captain Archer's like, look, Travis Mayweather, everyone's favorite character, <laughs> and Trip Tucker have been taken hostage by the aliens two, from the planet. He says, the two best characters on this show. <laughs> and Sato's, uh, how she's like, uh, why did I correct myself when I said her actual last name? I don't know. <laughs> You're being respectful, I need, Sato. I need to sleep. Um, Go to sleep, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, you didn't take any transporters lately, did I you? I should. Jesus. I need to transport the hell out of here. Man, you're just like Cyrus Williams or whatever the fuck his name was. Just like Miley Cyrus. Just like... <laughs> uh, but she's like, there are no aliens on the planet. We scanned it and there were no life signs. And they're like, well, now there are. Yeah, they're there. And, uh, and they're kidnappers. And Hoshi's like, okay. Yeah. Doesn't really question it? All right. And they're, uh, the aliens start talking to him. She's trying to use the universal translator, which at this point is uh, kind of a crapshoot that almost never works. Yeah, it takes like hours sometimes, which yeah. like we don't got that time, man. Um, she she was... runs through like hundreds of different, like every sequence you can possibly do to try and translate. And every time the guy talks, she's like, "I'm I'm gonna need more, Captain." And he's starting to get like he gets like fucking frustrated with her. Yeah, he gets mad, which is weird. Yeah, he's like, all right, that's fine. I think you should go back to your quarters and get some sleep. Yeah, and it's like, w okay, what? <laughs> and then uh, Hoshi takes uh, a sexy, sexy shower scene. Yeah, we get, like, a up in the rafters shot, which is real creepy. Yeah, it's a little voyeuristic. Yeah, we get, get like, a peepee kind of a shot, which is, like... get the low like, shot underneath the, like, partition where you can see upper thigh and shit. It's all yeah, a little... Yeah, it's like, what are we... What? It's all a little <laughs> sexy. But, um... I, I think the shot that's down low is because it's Brandon Braga being like, now hear me out. Now she's what so if, big. <laughs> what if the cameraman was like one foot six inches tall what if the cameraman was like five inches tall what if the cameraman got honey i shrunk the kids inside of her vagina tubes all right We're, brandon we've we've spoken about this for uh, four different star trek shows now we can't I'm gonna do go that. make my own Star Trek with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> giant, giant hookers. And you know what? Forget about the Star Trek. 
I wonder if that's what he's been up to all these years. <laughs> could, be, could be. Still chasing that high. <laughs> Literally. Ha ha! <laughs> but, um... She, she goes to take the shower, and uh, the water passes through her hands, which is very visually obvious and not yeah. at all completely visually unobvious in every way. 2002, man. The thing Different is, time. Like, if you want to show that she's like disappearing and stuff's going to pass through her, have her like reach for something and her hand goes through it. That doesn't happen for another like six scenes. Yeah, they do that a bunch <laughs> later. She's fingering all of Orchard's shit. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> she makes that sound the whole time. Yeah. But uh, she... she um, I don't know. She fucking goes to the mess hall eventually, and T'Pol's there. <laughs> T'Pol's eating soup, and she's like, can I sit here? And T'Pol's like, la 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 la, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, I'm, ba- like I'm, I'm not really in this episode. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but um, she sits down, and I know you're on the edge of your goddamn seat. What does T'Pol say to our hero, Hoshi, who's been through the ringer? Yeah, what's T'Pol's advice? What's, what's she gonna say? Well, find out after these messages. Oh! <laughs> it's not really that exciting, but you'll hear it after these messages. After these messages! We'll be right back. I got claws. I can use them. Who said that? Mutants must rule. Did you say that? Optic blast fire. They all said that. Talk. Introducing Marvel, Talking Superheroes, and X-Men. This is mine. And it sounds too. Three separate voice sound activators let you control what they say. Die, Spider-Man. And do. I want to eat your brain. Spider-Sense tingling. Marvel, Talking Superheroes, and X-Men. Each sold separately from Toy Biz. Welcome back from those messages, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed that good or service. I doubt we've got a sponsor by now, but if we do, give them money. Yeah, money, money, money. Cha-ching! Money, 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 motherfucker. Money! We were doing, like, a remix there. You like that? That was, like, a girl talk song. We could be we could be the next girl talk. Yeah, we'd call ourselves Trek Talk. Oh, no. Wait, Trek's in effect. There it is. Trek's in we effect. Do- it's back. We can, we can finally use it, yeah. Uh, T'Pol, if you've been sitting at the edge of your goddamn seat wondering what T'Pol says, yeah, uh, she says uh, the hostage situation's over. Oh, man, thank God. And Hoshi looks her dead in the eye and goes, what? That was the only tension in the episode. <laughs> it's over she looks already? The, she looks at the camera and it goes, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Uh, she's like, uh, T'Pol's like, yeah, um, Ensign Baird, or Crewman Baird, yeah. deciphered the language, and now he's in charge of communications. Oh, she's like, Crewman what? <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Crewman what? She's like, Crewman Baird doesn't know his asshole from a hole in the ground. What are you talking about? <laughs> Crewman Baird can't even wipe his own dick. That's what she says, which is weird. Crewman Baird... <laughs> Got dick cheese is what she says. <laughs> oh, I was God. like, wow, that's too far, Brandon Braga. Jesus Christ. He's oh, the one she... who came up with that, not me. What a monster. <laughs> what an absolute monster. <laughs> 
But uh, she's like, look, I need to go check this out. And she's like, no, Archer, Captain Archer has ordered you off duty. <laughs> Just firing Hoshi in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> cool. We're gonna we're gonna take you back to Earth and dump you out the chute. <laughs> I know the feeling, Hoshi. And Hoshi's <laughs> like, oh my god, I gotta I gotta go. And T'Pol's like, you should get some sleep. Oh my god. And this means nothing to the story. <laughs> this episode's so dumb. Hoshi goes to the turbo lift, but it doesn't respond to her voice. It doesn't respond to her button pressing. Nothing. Uh-oh, that's but, bad. But then another crewman gets in and presses the button. And there's a little bit of, like, audio garble of Reed and Tucker talking. And she's like, who's there? And it stops. Yeah, so you're supposed to think she's, like, dreaming, right? Like, like they're setting this up like she's dreaming or something. Something's going on. This episode's a whole lot of, and then something happened, I guess. Yeah, and, and I feel like this episode is for, like, people who watch Star Trek to be like, Oh, it's one of these where she's dreaming or this or that, right? Oh, and it, they're like, I'm I'm ahead of the episode. I yeah. figured it out type folks. Yeah, but then it's like at the end they pull the old Lost and they're like, actually, it was nothing. Yeah, actually, nothing in this episode had yeah. any purpose at all. Yeah, it's nothing not that just happened. a dream matter. episode. Yeah. Uh, she goes to sickbay again to talk to Phlox. And she's like, can you see me? And Phlox doesn't immediately go, all right, we need to do some psychiatric scans. No, no, Yeah. He's just like, oh, you just, uh, you were caught in that storm or whatever. And Hoshi's like, it wasn't a storm, it was the transporter. It gave, (laughs) transporters give children autism. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. She does say that. It's fucking fucked up. I was like, Damn. That doesn't even relate to, like, the modern day in any way. She's like, do your own research, Phlox! <laughs> but Phlox uh, is like, you know what you need? Some, Some sleep. sleep! Oh my god. And then Sato goes to the gym. Yeah, she's wearing a gym suit? <laughs> I guess. She's wearing like a-, a crop top and loose... 2000s pajama pants is what she's wearing. Yeah, she's heading down to the quad to go get some cereal at midnight. <laughs> uh, those were the days. That was like the college experience I had. In co- When I was in college we had this thing called late night where yep. you could go to one of the cafeterias and everything they served all day long that they still had like uh, available they'd like heat it up and you could have it. Yeah, it's nice. And it was dope. Fucking! I would be king of late night. Yeah, like I was the king of late night. I yeah, would go there don't sleep every night. Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't get breakfast very often. Even if I would have an early class, I would just eat like a pop tart or something. Yeah. So I used my two credits a day on, uh, or my three credits a day on lunch, dinner, and late night. I forget what they used to do if you had guests, like. I don't remember how that worked. If you had guests at Marshall, they had to fucking pay, baby. Did they? Yeah. They didn't at, like, Penn State. They didn't. Uh, I don't know if, like, my girlfriend's parents were paying for me to eat there or what, but... <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, 
Tucker's there, and he's in uh, the big spinneroo from Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> and he's like, "This is a future thing." <laughs> I'm like, I, we I saw Pete and Pete in that shit. What are you talking about? I rode this at Space Camp. <laughs> but oh, uh, she's uh, she's like, are you feeling anything weird? And he's like, no, nah, I'm just having a fucking blast on this thing. Wee! <laughs> and he's like, you know what you need? Oh, Jesus. A good night's sleep. And again, in a good episode, this would mean anything. Yeah. In a decent episode, she would be like, why the fuck is everyone telling me that? She Instead, she does the, like, 2000s female character thing, where she's like, it's just like a man. All you men have been telling me yeah. to get sleep. Yeah, and, and it's like, like, where does that come from? You don't find that's weird? That yeah, they're like, all doing that? Yeah. You don't find it weird that you just got fired, and you're in the middle of space, and there's nowhere to go? <laughs> yeah, and you're like a fucking genius, and they're like, nah... Ensign, Ensign Krusty Williams is in charge of Miley Cyrus. Crewman, crewman Miley Cyrus is taking over for you. She came, she, <laughs> she came in like a wrecking ball. Aww, aww. That's a good joke. Um, what the f- Wait. Okay, there's a commercial break here. I don't oh. remember what the fuck happened, but like... Uh, Hoshi looks in a mirror and vanishes. This is a cool effect because I think they used a like a glass pane, right? Like, yeah, they, maybe. And they just angle the camera and they light it so it looks like there's two of her. She, and then they make she her dis- vanish. Appears. Yeah, it's cool. After her, she can't get out of the room. She tries to like touch the weights and her hand gets stuck in them for a second, and then she passes right through. I would be, so she decides to fall asleep on the floor. Yeah, she takes a nap. Everyone was like, go to sleep. But she's like, mm, okay. <laughs> like, so why can she lay on the floor, though? That's a good question. Is it because the gravity plating? Does that, like, have an electromagnetic field? That sounds bullshit enough. I'll go with that. <laughs> Am I just making this up as I go along? Better than Brandon Braga ever did? <laughs> Eventually, um, Kitty Pride. This whole episode is fucking Kitty Pride as shit. Yeah, where's Lockheed? Oh, I love Lockheed. Um, <laughs> and eventually, like some kid wrote in and was like, "Hey, how can, how come Kitty Pride doesn't fall through the earth?" Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, well, she has. She actually has uh, as part of her mutant powers. There's always an invisible platform underneath her." Wow, that's convenient. And they like started writing it in where she started learning how to control her powers better, where she could like step up on the new invisible platform. Right, so she could basically like like run, she, like she can fly. air walk. Yeah, yeah, like the shoes. Which is like, how awesome is that for Kitty Pride in her universe, right? Where she's just suddenly like, oh, I got a whole new power. Yeah, that's nice. Thanks, kid. I'd be robbing banks like fucking crazy. Uh, I think about the all the time. I had to do some deep soul searching at a certain point in my life where I was like, even if there was evil in the title, I'd probably still join the Brotherhood of Mutants. Like, yeah, I, well, humans it's like, have done enough. It's the ACAB thing, right? It's, yeah. it's like, fuck those fuckers at some well, point. Like, I think because it's a fun comic book with superpowers and stuff, we kind of really overlook how bad the mutants have it. Yeah, they're literally like 
it's like a war, like an all-out war yeah, against like the, mutants. The government of the United States of America funded the creation of 20-foot-tall killer robots to hunt down mutants in their own homes. And one of them hides behind a building. <laughs> and you know, the best part is, it polled really well with the constituency. It's like, like, Americans loved it. <laughs> 20-foot mutant-killing robots? Yeah. Yes. A mutant, a muty in my town? It's more mm. likely than you think. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, there would always be that moment, right, where you're like, "Yeah, the Brotherhood, we're we're gonna like save the mutant race or whatever," and then Magneto like drops the Brooklyn Bridge on New yeah. York, and you're like, "Ooh, Ooh. all right, well, <laughs> well, you gotta break some eggs, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'll go join the Morlocks or something, because." <laughs> <laughs> How do I get in on that fucking Morbius tip? Fucking, <laughs> I'm not joining Morbius. <laughs> I saw how his movie went. I'm trying to get some movie runs. <laughs> trying to get some fucking back end, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so Paul and Tucker walk in, and she gets up, and they can't see her. And uh, she starts following them around the ship while they're looking for her. And Phlox is like, well... I did two bio scans on her, but like I was only like half paying attention. Like, <laughs> I was thinking about golf. I was real deep in defeating this uh, menagerie I got in here. It's all my I care pyrithian about. bat, my gungy jackdaw. <laughs> and, this uh, animated bag that I found. <laughs> I, mean, I needed to feed my Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> But like he's like, yeah, I wasn't paying attention when I took her bio scans. But at a closer look, her subcellular membranes are degrading. I was like, did you, did you just not look at the screen when <laughs> you were doing? Held, this? He held up a pen and he like waved it in front of her and went. Beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're fine. Get out of here. Yeah, you're fine. Please leave. Here's an Advil. I gotta get some guano. <laughs> Trying to feed my bats. Uh, they and they're like, yeah, she's fucking dead. Yeah, he's like, she's gone. They go to the transporter room and they're like, yeah, we didn't notice the transporter is like, it's just fucked. They go to the transporter hallway. Yeah, <laughs> the transporter closet. They're like, we used to keep brooms in here, but whatever. This, this was a coat room at one point, but you don't need coats up here, so. Uh, <laughs> They're like, yeah, she's she's dead as fuck. There's nothing we yep. can do about it. Like, and, and then Arch- Archer gets like weird, and he's like, "They told me this would never happen. Like, it's they supposed didn't to tell be- you that shit. <laughs> they told they said it was safe, but like, yeah, you're a spaceship flying around fucking space, dude. Yeah. Like, nothing that you do is safe. It's safe for moving biological matter. That doesn't mean yeah. like it's gonna be perfectly safe on human beings." Dude, Heisenberg was right, not the drug maker, the other one. They were both pretty right. Yeah, they were. ACAB. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, yeah, we need to find Sato's body. And they're like, nah, she's goo. She gone. There's going to be like some gross DNA residue around somewhere. That's it. That's it. Yeah, you're going to find like a combage like fucking imprinted into the deck or something. That would be sick. <laughs> that would be fucked up, man. But Philadelphia uh, experiment. 
Hoshi's just following them around, be like, no, look, I'm here, just over and over and over again. Some of them are better at acting than others. Uh, Scott Bakula, not great. <laughs> he keeps stepping out of the way of her when he's walking. He, like, he can't pretend she's not there. He's really bad at it. Yeah, he's not good. <laughs> and uh, again, as she's she starts hearing alien voices, right? But over top of it, she hears a little bit of Tucker and Reed talking again. Yeah, so you're like, now there's this? Oh, no. Now there's aliens? <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, we found her remains on the floor. It's goo. It's not. She's like, and then she starts talking in, like, third person. <laughs> like, she's like... Oh, she's she's not here. She's goo or whatever. And then she goes, Hoshi goes, no, she's not. No, she's <laughs> not. She's here. It's so fucking lame. I was like, oh, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Then, Tucker has Tucker has a good moment where he does. He sits there and he talks about like his mistake or whatever. And he's like, yeah, he's trying to like, he's like saying it's her mistake or whatever but you can tell he's like just beating himself up for it hard yeah he's and like she thinks that tucker can see him her right like yeah. they're down in a jeffrey soup some fucking where and yeah named after it's me. it's kind of cool that's kind of cool jeffrey's tube named after me <laughs> jeffrey's pube named after your first pube it was a momentous occasion <laughs> uh <laughs> Two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Was, I was like, damn, finally. Fuck, man. <laughs> How long's it been? Can't wait for the first boner. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, me neither. The alien voices happen again, so she walks down the corridor, and two blue Yoshis from the Super oh. Mario Brothers movie it's are the there. Yoshis are here! It's like from the back. The back of their head looks exactly like the sculpt of the little Yoshi puppet from that movie. I said to you last night, and I'll say it again to not today. The Yoshi from that movie looks better and makes more sense than these motherfuckers do. <laughs> it's a great special effect, actually. I love the, pu- the little Yoshi. The puppet, puppet. is nice. It's nice looking. Yeah, it's cool. As stupid as it is, it's cool. But uh, the Yoshis are planting bubums. Oh, why? Do we know? No. It's a bubum. <laughs> it's my Luigi from the cartoon impression. Hey Mario, that's super bum. I should have never been born. Hey, <laughs> I can't. Uh, I'm having a baby. <laughs> Angela. <laughs> that's true. That's who I was really doing. But Hoshi's like running up to Archer in his ready room, like they're putting bombs. They're putting bombs. Yeah, and Archer's. This is the fucking greatest. This is the scene. funniest fucking scene. Like he calls. Her dad, and he's like, I got bad news. He calls Hoshi's dad. He's like, I got bad news for you. And he's like, what? Bad news? What do you mean? What what does that mean? Like, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, she's, uh, there was an accident. And he's like, what what kind of accident? Why are you calling me? (laughs) Yeah, why are you telling me? It's like, like, bro. (laughs) There was an accident with the transporter. And he's like, transporter? What is that? What, What does that word mean? So I fucking texted Josh halfway through this conversation that they're having with... Is Hoshi's dad brain dead? Uh, did he have a fucking stroke? Does he stroke? have brain damage? 
<laughs> Dementia? Who's Hoshi? Because he's like, uh, she's become like family to us. He's like, you're her family. We're her family. And I'm like, yeah, why he's are like, you mad? He's like, you called us to tell her she's a part of your family? It's like, I don't I don't know what this scene is. I don't get the, I, What are we supposed to feel? Like, are we supposed to be frustrated? I don't understand this. Like, like are you a moron is the question. <laughs> He's like, Hoshi's mother is not home right now. Call back later. She's the one who deals with dead children. <laughs> he's like, he finally gets it out, and like the guy finally starts doing some acting where he's like, oh, please call back later. I yeah, like I he basically can't handle it then or whatever. But like this dude's in like tons of shit too. This actor is like he's in a lot of shit. He's been in Star Trek before. Yeah, he's really bad. And this but scene though, holy scene shit! Is, I, I don't, I don't think it's him. I think I don't know what they're going for here, man. I, think he's just I really on, don't. Like, the off cuts where he's just saying the lines they want him to say so that they can get blocking right and everything. <laughs> Just reading him the yeah, they, they just did the blocking for the scene, and they were like, "All right, that's fine. Thank you for coming in." And he was like, "Wait." <laughs> I watched the like Nick sent me a uh, like these behind the scenes Return of the Jedi deleted scenes that I'd never seen, and um, they have like a, a a pilot, and they're doing that. They're reading her the lines, to, so she repeats them. But some of them she's reading like 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 they'd say like uh, your your stabilizer's down or whatever and she and she would go your stabilizer's down when she's meant to say like my stabilizer is down <laughs> and like she couldn't fucking figure it out oh my god <laughs> that's a confusing way to read someone's lines yeah. to them though yeah that's a who's on first waiting to happen exactly. right there <laughs> then Hoshi's dad was in him for some reason and he was like why am I in a Star War I was just in a Star Trek what happened to my daughter <laughs> Death Star? What? You, you're part of her family? We're her family, Darth Vader! <laughs> uh, Hoshi, for some reason, can stick her hand in a light and turn it on and off? I don't know. That's yeah, the like, power you get. Makes a buzz, like, or something. Which is, like, this is, like, okay. the, what happens in all these episodes, right? I like, guess. They figure out that their electromagnetic field for, to, interacts with the light. She got that fucking Danny, Danny Phantom powers. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. She's a phantom. <laughs> she got that Danny California power. Boop, pop, bleep, bleep, pop. Hey, did you know that the Red Hot Chili Peppers are from California? I did not know that. <laughs> uh, but she starts doing Morse code. Yeah, SOS. And eventually, he, uh, Archer notices, and he's like, Paul, can you come in here? He's like, do you hear that? Isn't that that jingle from that SOS commercial for the soap? Isn't that SOS means <laughs> someone save me? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Um, Rihanna? Oh, He's like, that's SOS and Morse code. And like, T'Pol's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. I don't know cause... what Morse code is. It's some primitive monkey shit. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, dude. And Archer's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she spits on him and is like, get out of here, monkey. She's like, God, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> Remember in a better thing that we should be talking about when they're all high? Oh, the fucking the rundown? The rundown. Yeah. Get out of here, monkey! <laughs> Get out of here, monkey! That's the funniest part of that it movie. It was the last time The Rock was in anything good. <laughs> Aww. 
Sad but true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, apparently, according to Memory Alpha, he even reads H O S H, Hosh, Hosh. But yeah. uh, decides that he's not seeing that. I don't remember that at all in the episode. Yeah. No, Tapal says like. Uh, you're just, uh, you're really sad, and you're just imagining it. And he's like, you're right, Paul." He's like, we'll leave, we'll figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> That's a tomorrow problem. And to be fair to Captain Archer, historically, problems on the Enterprise usually give you, like, four to sixteen hours to solve <laughs> them. So There's a window for saving someone's life, and it's always about half of a day. Like, every time a problem... I'm always astonished in Star Trek, compared to everything else that's ever been made, right? Where they're like, you will give you four seconds to come to an agreement. Yeah, in movies it's long, and it's short, and in shows it's longer, right? Like, like in every other sci-fi, if, like, the enemy had the guys at, like, gunpoint, they'd be like, you can surrender, we'll give you one minute, yeah. But in Star Trek, it's like, we we await your answer. You have 16 hours. You have 72 hours. And you're I'm like, that's like, three days? Why the fuck would you give them that long? <laughs> They're going to figure out a way to stop you, you idiots. And they do. Yep. The good guys always win. Uh, Hoshi's like, look, I got to stop these Yoshis. It's Hoshi versus Yoshi time. And this John, motherfucker. John, John. <laughs> and, uh... She she's like, oh, the Yoshis can't see me. Oh, that's convenient. Like the Yoshis are putting b- bombs everywhere, and she, one's crawling on the warp core. She goes around and she licks her fingers and like goes on the b- bombs and makes them go out. Except she just shoves her hand in the device, and she deactivates one, and the alien just walks over and goes boop, turns it back on. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> And they both just get on their transporter and transport away. Because it takes her, like, a full, like, five minutes to turn one off. And they have, like, a portable transporter with them or some shit? Not not only do they have a portable transporter, they transport it into the ship. They transport the transporter. (laughs) Which is really fucking funny. How the fuck does that work? But, um, she hears Tucker and Reed again, and she's like, uh fuck this, and jumps on their transporter. Sure. And transportation happens, and she arrives on the Enterprise's transporter pad. Transporter, transporter, transporter. Yeah, not the movie starring the guy from Snatch. Jason Statham? Jason Biggs. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird when he fucks that car. It's weird in that movie where he needs to get his adrenaline up and he fucks Jamie King on the horse track or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Crank. Crank, that's it. Yeah. Um, but she when she reappears, she's in her uniform and she's holding the equipment she was she had on the planet's surface. Yeah. And she's like, You guys can see me? They're aliens, they're Yoshis on board. And they're like, and they're That's like, from a video game. What are you talking about? <laughs> like she comes off like a raving lunatic in this scene. Trip is like, actually, uh, Lieutenant, it's also from a movie. <laughs> God damn it! No one likes that type of person. We're going, we're going to watch it on movie night three days from now. Yeah, and he shoots a sex gun. Wow! How the fuck? Did he... 
<laughs> Look, if you want to watch that movie, head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where if you put down enough dough, you can get an audio track to go with it called Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies, where we make fun of it and laugh a lot, but also I know every behind-the-scenes story that's ever been told <laughs> I about I told it. a behind-the-scenes story in that one, too, which yeah. you'll have to f- go pay for to listen to. Yeah. Josh was very intelligent, articulate, and <laughs> had a big dick in it. And you can wow. get it on patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. That's the b- nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> but it turns out, by the way, Everything's been leading up to some sort of a, like, go-to-sleep kind of thing, even though she goes to sleep several times. Yeah. And uh, it all seems like something's building with that, and all the characters keep saying it, but it turns out that she was just hallucinating during eight seconds of a transporter buffer. Not even. It was like, (laughs) I think Dr. Flox is like, it was actually, like, the last two seconds. Yeah. So, but, okay, like, what... Even down to the story of Cyrus Ramsey. Yeah, they don't even know who fucking Miley Cyrus is anymore. Like, they're like, who? And Trip they is like, know Miley Hannah Cyrus Montana? showed her titty and coochie all over the place back in the early 2000s. Damn. <laughs> Damn, true. I just remember Hannah Montana and mentioned it. Um, remember when she was just like, yeah, here's my fucking butt. Here's my vagina. That's yeah. good. Well, she was trying to... There's so whenever uh, a little like a pop singer lady wants to break out of her yeah. like teeny bopper cutesy era, they always yeah either don't do enough or take it way too far. Yeah, I always find it weird. Not because like she's doing that, like I don't give a fuck or whatever, but like it's always weird to me because it's like she's trying to like distance herself from Disney and, like, her dad, which I always find is super weird, right? Well, like, I would want to distance myself from well, yeah. achy, breaky heart, anyway. I mean, if Trip Tucker was your dad, yeah. Damn, think about all the catfish, though. <laughs> Don't stand uh, my heart, my achy, breaky heart. That's his favorite. I, yeah, he loves that song. He, he line dances to His it. favorite song is anything you would hear at the Florida State Fair. Oh, that's, my God. He loves Fog Hat. <laughs> which which fog had song slow ride he, he, slow ride's a little too ethnic for him i think <laughs> it's a little too a little too groovy for him um but that's literally the end of the episode like if you thought this episode was building towards anything it wasn't and like yeah the th- the problem with this episode i'm there are people screaming at their podcast right now i can hear i feel uh <laughs> I, f- I feel... Disturbance in the force? A disturbance in the force, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're here today, because I need you. <laughs> I'm, I'm like leaning your, on you very heavily. I'm like... <laughs> your wingman at the bar. Like people you people out. were mad. They're like, well, this episode was an episode of, about growth for Kahoshi's character, except it introduced the thing she got over in the same episode. Yeah, like, she doesn't like the transporter, but, like... Later, she doesn't really care about the transporter, and she still later has, like, these weird self-confidence issues that don't make sense to me for somebody who's, like, as brilliant. Like, I I get it. Like, people are all different and shit, but, like, why is she so self-conscious? That is a very good question, and it's because, like... When, when characters are written into a series Bible, they're written um, to be able to grow. They're not, right. they're not written as a static character. Yeah. 
but sometimes characters don't get the attention and growth that they need, right. and writers continuously place them back at one. Yeah, I, I, I like, guess... what else do you do with Hoshi if you don't know as a writer what to do with her except just drag her back to one every single time? It's all she yeah. lacks self-confidence. That's a good point. And, like, I don't know. Like, she should at least at some point just be, like, a normal, like, well-adjusted person after the Zindi thing. She should just yeah. be like, I don't even give a fuck anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, like, you can introduce <laughs> new things about characters yeah. as the show goes along. Like, how many... How long did it take for it to become cemented that Picard hated kids? I think that's a season two or three thing when it's finally like straight yeah, up said that he doesn't like kids. Well, he he talks about Wesley and he doesn't like Wesley. Well, right? no one like, likes Wesley. Well, yeah, but at first he's like, I motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, get off my bridge, boy. <laughs> I would too. I'd get yeah. him off the bridge in the airlock, personally. Get him off the, his life, you know? <laughs> it's a badge of honor to get. I've got so time. many of those. <laughs> it's because I'm tired and my brain can't fucking keep up with you. You're tired and you had to like talk about maybe the most meaningless Star Trek episode yeah. we've ever watched. Yeah, it is absolutely meaningless because a lot of dream sequence episodes deal with characters who uh, are getting like much needed growth and attention as characters. But you cannot introduce something to be grown past in an episode and then have them grow past it in the same one and then pretend like that's anything. That's it, yeah. Yeah, what makes no sense to me, honestly, is Hoshi jumping on the alien's transporter pad makes perfect sense. Like, it would re-energize her and, like, re-stabilize her, right? But then there aren't any aliens. That was all not a thing. No. Why not just make them have been there and then she saves them? I don't understand it at all. She doesn't accomplish anything. Anything. To the point where even at the end of the episode, she's like, I don't want to be on the transporter again for a long time. So you didn't get over the fear of the transporter. What's cool, I think, about this show is like that they don't use the transporter. I really do like that. Like at first they don't use it later on with the Makos they do. Cause they're like, Oh, we can just like use this as a tool to just zoop in and out of play. Like this is amazing. Right. And I like that they don't at first, but you, then you can't have transporter episodes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You can't have characters don't who don't want to be in the transporter. Then something bad happens. And then they still don't want to be in the transporter. Like, that's, that's stupid. That's stupid. Yeah, uh, the transporter brings up a lot of ethical questions, and oh, not, here we go. <laughs> and not in the not in the way that like morons are like, oh, it kills you and makes a new you. This is technology yeah. that no one understands, but they all use it. The prestige, yeah. The, uh, yeah. I I need everything to be dystopian. Yep, everything's dark. Everything's yep. got to be evil. Dummies, but it's uh, the same thing as like the Wi-Fi is making your frogs turn gay, right? <laughs> it's the same shit. Uh, the uh, the ethical question it brings up is like, you can beam anywhere. Yeah, like, like inside of people's houses. Yeah, and shit. A, yeah. I watched an episode of Deep Space Nine where Bashir beams into a Nobrantain's living room. <laughs> 
What if he's he doesn't just, even ask him. He what wasn't if he's just watching fucking porno. Yeah, Cardassian <laughs> porn. In where the fuck ever. He's just watching two snakes writhe around. He's jerking <laughs> off. He turns it off like I'm not doing anything. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I think on Earth you see in Voyager and maybe even a little bit in Deep Space Nine that there are like um, you can only beam to community tele- uh, transporters. Yeah, I'm sure there's rules. And and since it's the future and we're evolved, like we don't do that stuff, right? Like like even if you were to scan like Anabrintain's house, right, for a spot to beam into and you could scan and see what he's doing, people would just be like, "Oh, he's just jerking off." Like they wouldn't even give a shit, that's right? That's true. They'd be like, whatever, that's totally fucking fine. He's in his house. I mean, Riker straight up like gets that boner in that one episode when he he meets yeah. fam kid Jansen, and he's like, yeah. I'll be in the holodeck. He's like, I gotta go fuck this out. Yeah, yeah, it's just totally normal, right? They don't. It's not. It's not abused because, which is hard for people in this world to imagine that any that's it's possible. True. It's but, no uh, wonder know. that Lon Suter was such a fucking like ace. A plus murderer because no one was seeing that shit coming. Well, it was like being a murderer in like 1870. He like if you were be- a sir- beam into your house and stab <laughs> you in the dick, like there's nothing you can do about it, dude. It's true. Like in like the 1800s, like you just fucking walk down the road in the middle of the night and murder somebody. Like who the fuck is gonna ever know that you did it? It's true. Nobody. You, you can even do it in the heart of like the biggest city in the world, yeah. London. You just murder a bunch of hookers. Yeah. And no one will ever find you. You could have a house in Chicago during the World's Fair with a fucking torture chamber in it and nobody knows about That's it. That's true. Not that I know <laughs> anything about murdering Victorian hookers. <laughs> All right, Jeff. I mean, Jeff. <laughs> used to go by John. Oh, shit. The, uh, time John for a, Gordon. the time for a break has come. Oh, shit. We'll be right back with our final scores. I, I bet you can guess them. Oh, God, it's going to be good. <laughs> right after these messages. This is the Micro Machine Man presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of Micro Machine. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trim, precision paint jobs, plus incredible Micro Machine pocket play sets. There's a police station, fire station, restaurant, service station, and more. Perfect pocket portables to take any place. And there are many miniature play sets to play with, and each one comes with its own special edition Micro Machine vehicle and fun, fantastic features that miraculously move. Raise the boat lift at the airport marina, man the gun turret at the army base, clean your car at the car wash, raise the toll bridge. And these play sets fit together to form a Micro Machine world. Micro Machine pocket play sets, so tremendously tiny, so perfectly precise, so dazzlingly detailed, you'll want to pocket them all. Micro Machines are Micro Machine pocket play sets sold separately from Galoob. The smaller they are, the better they are. And we're back with more of M-Class Podcast, and boy, if you think it's been 45 minutes, it hasn't. It hasn't. We didn't talk about stuff for that long. We were doing a break. We didn't get heart-to-heart for 45 minutes and then maybe kiss. Oh, we kissed so hard that my tongue became Jeff's tongue. (laughs) Stop, stop, stop. You get me hard. Um, you're not already. Damn. <laughs> so we're at the part of the episode where we wheel on out the Cochrane to catfish warp scale of quality. <laughs> the wheels, and uh, we shine our single spotlight on it. And it's time to give our final review score. If you're new to the show and you're like, "What the fuck is this moron talking about?" Number one, hurtful. Number two, 
the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality is a scale of warp one, which yeah. is a Cochrane, which is mm-hmm. the founder of the Federation, and that's bad for some reason. Because it's one. And a warp ten, as we all know, turns you into a catfish, which yeah. is one of the worst episodes of Star Trek ever, which is good for some reason. The best, even. And then there's Warp 5, which is a, a trip, Tucker, which is just... You're pushing hard for this trip, Tucker, Warp 5. <laughs> I'm pushing hard for it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out how to put it in somewhere. Uh, the merchandise has already been made. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, golly, if it isn't a Warp 5, yeehaw! yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, Josh, what are you giving this episode? Oh, my God. I don't even know. Three? I don't know. This episode sucks. I, the the score is going to be heavily weighted in the low direction because nothing about this episode matters out yeah. of universe, in universe, to any of the characters. I would have given it a five if it had an ending. Like, if the if the Yoshis would have been real, I would have given it a five. Because, yeah. like, whatever. It, it's, it's all right a, at that point. Yeah. If... You're right. If there would have been a payoff for any setup in this yeah. entire episode, I'd probably give it a five. But it doesn't get a five. And it I don't even think it deserves a three, but I just... I like Hoshi, so uh, she gets the three points for, all for herself. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm picking three. It should be like a two. <laughs> <laughs> the episode doesn't make me mad enough to give it a two. Yeah, that seems like too harsh, it's, right? I feel ambivalent towards it for the most part but there is a part of me that like i feel like i got fucked out of a decent episode of star trek i got tricked i got bamboozled when i fucking clicked on the paramount app to watch the show like carbon creek was there and i was like i just want to watch carbon creek (laughs) you know (laughs) there's like a couple like really good episodes in season two of enterprise and we could have watched them instead we watched fucking vanishing point Josh messaged me as he's wont to do when we're watching these things and said, Oh no, this is a bad one. <laughs> and I knew at that moment that we had fucked up letting this collection get I, chosen. I did say that and I did mean it. Yeah. Because <laughs> stand yeah. beside that. Yeah. I fucking was like, I do not want to watch this episode. <laughs> It went by quickly because, like, literally nothing happens. No, so absolutely nothing happens. I mean, which is always know. grounds for a five. Like, if nothing happens yeah. in the episode, that is a standard five. It's boring, whatever. Yeah, if nothing it's happens when, and you get to see a ship or a phaser, that's worth five, right? Yeah, this you don't get to see a cool ship. There's like barely any shots of the Enterprise, even. Yeah, it's dumb. You get to see. Blue Yoshi men. Yeah, we get to see uh, Hoshi in the shower, which is cool, I guess. The if y- not perverted. The Yoshis show up for literally five minutes of the episode. Makes no sense. It makes no fucking and sense. And again, none of it matters. I'm not the type of person, and I think you can check my track record. You can fucking yeah. check yourself Permanent before record. you wreck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Which was another name we we floated. Trek yourself so before, before you wreck you yourself. Wreck yourself. Which yeah, is the longest name in history. The SEO would have been a nightmare on yeah. that one. M class podcast has better SEO for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's like a home run. But I don't have a problem with uh, it was all a dream 
for the most part. Yeah, that's fine. Because it, a dream sequence can change a character's outlook and make a character grow from where yeah. they're at. Uh, yeah, dream sequences have been in stories since we were like fucking monkeys, dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's no, how I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like, like we've been telling stories prehistorically about yeah. dreams and, and shit, then, right? And then like, Gilgamesh woke up. I remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then Gilgamesh wasn't really in a transporter. Remember that part? Oh my god. <laughs> Don't do but the yeah. ancient Sumerians dirty like that. <laughs> you mean the ancient some aliens? <laughs> We've cracked the code. <laughs> Shit, Yoshi versus Hoshi. This uh, not, like a dream sequence can be informative to who a character is, and it can also be an intense ride along the way. Yeah, like, it I can think be about Riker's madness episode, right? Yeah, that's an intense ass ride. Uh, Somewhere Beyond the Stars mm-hmm. is yeah. it, the Deep Space Nine episode is a dream sequence. For yeah. The, or is it? But right. That episode's one of the best episodes of television ever made. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's then this all about is just, what you do with it. I'm telling you, man, this is the time period of like Lost, and I'm Braga and other guy <laughs> were probably like. This this Lost show is... I don't know if Lost was even out at this point, but, like, it's the same thing with Lost, right? Like, all this stuff happens, and none of it matters, ever, in the end. This is November 27th, 2002. So Lost wasn't out yet? Or it was? I have no idea. I don't think it was, but this this time period of television is a fucking mess, man. Like... And this episode is part of that fucking mess. They didn't... It's like they were in the writer's room and they were like, what if we just didn't have a payoff? And they were like, brilliant. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what the fuck? Oh, yeah, you're right. Hoshi's dad has been in Star Trek before. Yeah, I've seen him a million times. He's Buck Bakai. Buck Bakai, yeah, that's who he is. baseball player from Deep Space Nine. He's great in that. Yeah, he's a good actor. What happened? (laughs) Read his lines, man. Uh, apparently, here's your John Larroquette fun fact of the day before I get to my rolling. Uh, Hoshi invents the word beam. Oh, she says beam. Oh, how interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was worth it for the... The episode was worth it. I'm moving my score up to a 9.7. <laughs> I was looking for anything interesting to bring this up. Uh, <laughs> this episode makes me mad a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Because I feel... I very rarely... It's like once in a blue goddamn moon do I feel like I wasted my time watching a Star <laughs> Trek episode. Because I love yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. But I feel like I wasted my time. I'm not mad, and I don't feel like I wasted my time. I well, I literally not, Josh. <laughs> I literally no. I just don't give a fuck. I don't care about this. I That's don't good. care. That's I'm a just like attitude to have. Whatever. Honestly. Um, <laughs> I'm giving it a two point five. Damn. So it's, it's a bad episode. I don't know. That feels low. It's not. It's not like absolute garbage. It's just, it feels like a waste. So I I guess I'll agree with the three. Yeah, I can see 2.5 though, because like if it makes you mad, like you just embrace those feelings, my man. (laughs) It's wild 
how we never vary very much. We're too similar with the No, we're the same guy, really. Like, and maybe, like, two things different happened in our life that made us slightly different. (laughs) But, other than that. We're the real two lines meeting the vanishing point. (laughs) I'm still not, like, sure my dad's not, like, really your dad. I mean, we don't know that. No way to prove it. It's a traveling Wilbury situation. Yeah, except like DNA and shit. But. <laughs> we, we're not going to get into that. I'm not paying for that fucking 21 of me bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I did do that one Christmas. Did you? Yeah, it's where uh, I found out that I'm like very Welsh as well. I would love to do it. I really want to do it. But it's one of those things where like... It can sort of shatter your illusion of yourself. I'm nowhere near as Irish as I thought I was. My family just does Irish traditions... Well, you're Welsh. Like, what's really the difference? Uh, different <laughs> islands. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's like, uh, you know, it's like being like, I'm from North Dakota, and then someone's like, I'm from South Dakota. How I'm will s- we ever get along? <laughs> I mean, that was a problem. Well, uh, <laughs> hence the two Dakotas. But uh, I am still pretty Irish, so I got that going for me. I just thought I was closer to like 75 or 100% Irish, but I'm not. Well, all it takes is, it's not a problem of your genetic makeup, it's uh, the distance in time from the ancestor that was Irish, right? Well, it's true. I mean, like, it's also, like, I was raised very culturally Irish, for Irish-American, anyway. Yes, like, that's what I mean. Like, Like it doesn't... Having, like, cabbage with the queen in it on New Year's Eve and shit like that. (laughs) Eating the queen, huh? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) She's dead now. Corn beef and fucking yeah, all that shit. <laughs> My ancestor from Philadelphia in 1809 was a prostitute. I'm <laughs> so proud of that. <laughs> fuck the fuck them all, Grandma. Hell yeah. My uh, yeah, my ancestor on my father's side was a colonel in the Union Army during uh, the Civil War. Yeah, I had two. Uh, fuck you, Johnny Reb. I had two uh, great uncles in the Union Army. One died at Antietam. Oh, well, skill issue. <laughs> yeah, not many people died there. <laughs> skill issue. Get good. Get good, Pop-Pop. Oh, man. I, I wish we could talk like that in history conversations academically. Like, my great-great-great-grandfather died at Antietam. It was a skill issue. <laughs> Skill issue. <laughs> he didn't put enough points in accuracy. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't have the right armor class. <laughs> it's wearing light armor. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first mistake. Yeah. So that battle's all a heavy armor all the way, man. Threes all around on this bad boy. <laughs> Two. He didn't spec. He didn't spec into something fully. He just was like. Uh, he was trying Normal. to jack of all trades. Yeah, it uh, wasn't you, working. You don't want to do that in modern warfare. That cornfield really fucked that plan up. <laughs> My great 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 grandfather was the guy who shot the musket ball out of the air, and they were like fused together. <laughs> Dude, you ever see that? That fucking that Gallipoli bullets yeah, or whatever. My great grandpa yeah. showed me. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> did he really? He did it at the Battle of Gallipoli. He was at the Battle of Gallipoli. <laughs> yeah. Dad was Australian? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was Irish. He was he was Irish Australian. 
Oh, that's that's where your twenty one and me got fucked yeah. up. Uh, asterisk beside everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Remember our boys, Gallopul <laughs> and Lee. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, thanks. Why? I don't know why. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't a bad one, but it wasn't a great one. <laughs> I was off. Josh was on fire. I'm glad he was there to pick oh, up the slack. man. Yeah. No, no problem. I gotta. I owe it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you to everybody who tuned in here and. A special thank you to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find Vitizen's work, social media links, and where to purchase the good good mm-hmm. at vitizen.card.co. And that's card with two R's. Card. And boy, <laughs> howdy, if you would like to be a part of the show if you would like to keep us going if you want to support us like the mighty atlas who held up the world <laughs> then you holy can, shit you can head on over to patreon.com slash podcast, where for as little as a dollar you get access to behind the scenes posts high quality wallpapers of every piece of art that was made for the show and a discord full of your fellow track boys who will trek with you boys Trek with your boys. A little bit more dough down, you get access to other podcasts like Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, where we talk about literally anything but Star Trek. You get access to M Class, etc., where we talked about Galaxy Quest and probably nothing else, but it's a fun podcast. That's a good one. And uh, also a commentary track series for some of our favorite and maybe least favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies, uh, where we've done. Super Mario Brothers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Beastmaster 2, Rumble in the Bronx, Total Recall, and The Mummy. The Mummy! Probably one more that I'm forgetting. Yes. Sorry. We did did something else. Yo, mom. I don't remember. Yo, mama. Did you? (laughs) God, good for you. Yeah. You really really needed it. I would like to discuss what that means. Um, I'm saying, I'm saying you were desperate. Oh, I see. <laughs> Don't talk about your mother and I like that, son. <laughs> Don't talk about Linda and I like that. Uh, thank you for telling me her name. I didn't know it. Yeah, uh, well, classic Jeff, not knowing <laughs> who he's fucking. Love him and leave him. I That's always say. Right. <laughs> Yeah, becoming a patron really helps the show going. Uh, if it wasn't for the patrons, the show probably wouldn't exist at this point because we have to pay for hosting and web hosting and all, and also bills and bills and kissing meetups that are really important. Uh, we have never been in the same room together. <laughs> That's not true. We're in the same chat room right now. We're in the same space station up in space. Beep. That's the sound of space. That's the space sound, yeah. (laughs) You've never been to space. That's the space sound. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, You can shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com. We'll read your mail on our other show and chat about it and whatnot. But for now, uh, we will be back in one week 
with more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm mentally ill. Trip with your boy.